What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show, episode number 73. I am your host, Josh Hurd, and also joining us is Mr. Jason Koopsik. Are you there, sir? I am, and I'm actually super excited by the prospect of now being able to get phone calls, voicemail. Yeah, okay, so here's the deal, guys. We we now have, literally as of like an hour ago, two hours ago maybe, we have a phone number now where you can call us and you can, you know, leave us nasty little messages um, or whatever you'd like. Um, you could tell us what you like about the show, what you don't like about the show, things of that nature. It's kind of outstanding. I am stoked about it, honestly. Um, we were, we were kind of dicking around with it earlier, and I uh, I left Jason a cute little message. So yeah, I'm actually going to turn in my ringtone here. Oh, uh, let's, <laughs> you're yeah. going to turn and in. This is Elsie Shadness, <laughs> and I just wanted to say that that. Jason Koops, it sounds like one fine piece of man candy. Yes, he does. Fine piece of man candy. Yes, he does. I had to rewind it there just to play that part again. But yeah, that's what we could do with your voicemails. I forgot forgot to say that Elsie, Elsie Shagnasty is from Manchester. (laughs) Oh, my God. That is good shit. Now, so if you guys want to have some you fun, you can text us. You can te- yeah. text us as well. Yeah, which will be great. Now, if you want to call in, then uh, to do that, the number is 913-730-7255. and then you can reach us. Now, Jason, does this uh, does it ring to like your phone or or how does this work? Because I don't so, want to like I'm going to be abusing the shit out of this. Like, I I'm can do. A few different things with it. Right now, I have it set up to where you'll call and Google Voice will pick up and ask you for your name, and then it, then it will ring. And oh, okay, okay. After it's done ringing, a message will pop up. And it, right now, it's just me saying thanks for calling the Ectoplasm Show, and you can leave a voicemail. And once you're done leaving the voicemail, I'll get it in text form and in the uh, voice form to my email address and to my Google Voice app. But something cool we can do with this is I can tie this to any number. So if oh, one cool. night you and I are together and we want to take some phone calls and we just blast the number out there, that's they a good call idea. And it'll call to our phone. That's a very good idea. We need a. We may need like a screening process. So maybe either that or uh, creative editing on 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 my part over here. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I I will say this though, like if. I, I don't want it to like ring to your phone and like bug the shit out of you all day long because I, I promise tomorrow is off right now. That's good because tomorrow is going to be ridiculous. Just telling you, I'm going to have all sorts of crap coming your way. That's fine. It'll be nice, and I'll have it nice and uh, categorized, and I could actually <laughs> embed this anywhere I want to. I could just blast it out there on forums or, or wherever. <laughs> That'll be a lot of fun. <laughs> Oh yeah, my gosh! So like yeah, post up on Facebook. So once again, if you guys wanted to do that, you uh, should feel free to do that. Nine one three seven three zero seventy two fifty five. That's the phone number now for the Ecto Show, the Ectoplasm Show. We should call it a cool name though, like Ecto Phone, Bat Phone. 
ectophone. Be like I the, thought about playing around with some funny numbers, like ec- the ecto or, or ecto. Can you do that? You can do that ec- too. I can, but who uses words for numbers now? I you want to know who does that shit? I will tell you who yeah. does that shit. Budweiser and Coca Cola. They do that still. Yeah. Yeah, I just called them today. (laughs) Trust me, they do that shit. (laughs) I was like, what? I'm like, what is this? Whatever. But no, I do remember those days. I do remember those days. If anybody wants to leave us a message or a text, if you do not want it to possibly be played on the show, make sure you mention that in there. Right. We can't, you know, obviously we can't promise we'll play somebody's stuff on the show, but if you specifically want to leave us a message and you don't want it on the show, make sure you let us know so that we don't do that. Yeah, we don't want to embarrass anybody except for ourselves. Of uh, course, I didn't ask you if it was all right if I played your message. Yeah, put us on it. It's I fine. Don't really I, care. If I say stupid shit all the time. Like, it. I've pretty much just owned it now. <laughs> <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> but also, if you want to reach out to us, you can do so at uh, ectoplasmshow at gmail.com, at ectoplasmshow on Twitter, or the Ectoplasm Show on Facebook. So, yeah, all sorts of fun stuff. Now, I got to tell you, though, tonight's episode, or today's episode, or whenever it is that you're actually listening to this episode, I am very excited for this. Because this is, uh, I don't know, this is spooky. Like, this is scary shit to me. Um, So what... You go ahead and lead us into this conversation, my friend. Go ahead and tell everybody what it is that we are talking about tonight, today. Well, originally, I wanted to do a show about what actual politicians or presidents have to say about UFOs. And I thought talking about their own encounters would be the best thing. Right. Now, there are quite a few and we could probably fill a full show with them but we also decided to add some celebrity yeah um, encounters into it as well yeah i think that'll be fun you know that'll be that'll be some fun too um i don't know man like reading some of these things that i was going over pretty much all of yesterday and most of today it was a lot of things that caught me by surprise, honestly. Um, the first one, like, you know me. I am I am a JFK freak, okay? I absolutely love JFK, the story behind it, everything. Now, I had no idea that Kennedy ever said anything like this. Now, it, was, it wasn't a public statement, so to speak. What he was doing is he was talking to a man named Bill... Holden, who was a steward on uh, Air Force One. They were flying over Germany in the summer of 1963 when Holden asked Kennedy what he thought about UFOs. And Kennedy says, quote, I'd like to tell the public about the alien situation, but my hands are tied. Wow. Right? Right? (laughs) I was like, oh my God. Like, that right there is amazing to me. My hands are tied. Meaning he doesn't have the security clearance, number one. You know. And number two, he's being pressured or whatever to just keep his damn mouth shut. 
I love this shit. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I mean, you and I had the conversation before that presidents probably aren't told this stuff because it would, unless they You're right, had though. something happen while they were in office, they had directly to respond affected. To exactly. Exactly. They probably aren't told about it because there are term limits on it. They can't. I mean, obviously, they know that there are things that they're not going to be able to talk about with the public even after they leave office. But what would be the point unless they had to deal with something? Exactly. Telling them that the aliens are here. Well, now, it's like you said, it's an everyday interaction with them on our part. Then, yeah, the president probably has some knowledge and, and say into what goes into that but if it's sure. just the knowledge that there is life out there or has been here they're probably not told about it right and I don't I I guess I totally understand like it's like you said you know they're they're there for a minimum of four years a maximum of eight you know so we're yeah. <laughs> uh, just a very small fraction apparently in time um in comparison to how long this shit has apparently been going on. Um, President Bill Clinton. Um, let's see here. President Bill Clinton. And this is a quote here. He goes, if I put you over at the Department of Justice, I want you to find out two things. Um, this is when he was speaking to uh, Webb Hubble, by the way. And this is pretty much right after he had been elected uh, to his first term in office. He says, if I put you over at the Hubble telescope? I I don't know. This is uh, Webb Hubble is his name. But he says, if I I put you over at the Department of Justice, I want you to find out two things. Number one, who killed JFK? And number two, the truth about UFOs. That's what he wanted. So, I mean... He approached the presidency initially like I would. <laughs> now tell me all your secrets. I got this far. Tell me all your secrets. <laughs> Gosh, man. This is great. This is the same. Is it the is, same? Web. I just looked up that Web Hubble. Web no, Hubble. It's definitely not. This is no, absolutely. A, um, he's an author, lecturer, consultant, advocate, and Arkansas lawyer. An Arkansas lawyer? Well, yeah, I mean, well, that would make sense, though. Yeah, I don't know what he would have to do with the what was it, the Department of Justice? Correct. Anyways, but yeah, that's what he was. (laughs) It's kind of some of the stuff I found is kind of funny. There, there's a huge scandal that that Chelsea Clinton may be his kid, or there was. Oh shit. We'll save that for the conspiracy show. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, that's great. That is Well, good I mean, stuff. I wouldn't be surprised if, if Bill has yeah. other kids out there knowing his past. I, uh, so, so why wouldn't you Hillary think? be sleeping around as well? Though, though this guy well, okay, let's think quite, about this. Let's think about why. Let's think about why Hillary wouldn't be sleeping around, though. Like, are you going to crawl in bed with that? <laughs> well, this guy, this guy is definitely... Um, I'm cutting that out. I don't know if anybody's going to crawl in that. <laughs> <laughs> oh, shit. All right. 
We just okay. All right. So how about we go to Reagan? That's what. Okay. Yeah, I wanted to talk about Reagan because he he said this on numerous occasions, and he said pretty much the same thing. Not exactly verbatim, obviously, but um, let's see. Addressing the United Nations General Assembly, forty uh, second session, September twenty first, nineteen eighty seven. Here, he says, and I quote. I occasionally think how quickly our differences worldwide would vanish if we were facing an alien threat from outside this world. And yet, I ask you, is not an alien force already among us? So, I mean, obviously then, I think towards the latter part of the statement, he's not necessarily talking about an alien force as we are talking about, but initially he is facing an alien threat from outside this world. You know what I'm this saying? This was a State of the Union address? No, this was a uh, addressing the United Nations uh, General oh, Assembly. Okay. Just the General Assembly. Um, but yeah. Interesting, interesting stuff. Now he says uh, how much easier his task and mine might be um, talking obviously about uh, Gorbachev. You know. How much easier... Tear down that wall. Right. this wall. Yeah. How much easier his task and mine might be in these meetings uh, we hold if suddenly there were a threat to this world from another species, from another planet, outside in the universe. We'd forget all the little local differences that we have between our countries, and we would find out once and for all that we really are all human beings here on this earth together. Now, it's a beautiful statement. You know what I mean? It is. Um basically in a nerdy type of way saying let's just all fucking get along um you know he's just bringing an alien threat into into the mix so but yeah like i said he 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 mentioned that on an, a few occasions pretty much saying the exact same thing so well, you had a little you and i had a little discussion about this about right whether or not it should actually be brought into politics Whereas I mentioned that this is almost the same argument I had for... This is the same argument I had for comets and asteroids. Once we have a threat from an outside planet, all our little pivotally bullshit's going to go by the wayside. Exactly. Yeah. But I also thought that maybe he brought this up because they actually had to deal with something in that period of time and we didn't really know about it. Right. It's crazy stuff. Like he man. actually had some of his own sightings. Reagan did? did? I did not yes. see anything about Reagan sightings, though. So he had two UFO sightings. The first occurred while he was still acting in films, sometimes during the 1950s. Wow. After showing up late for a dinner party attended by other Hollywood celebrities, Ronald and Nancy said they saw a UFO. The story was later confirmed by the... Kitty Kelly, Lucille Ball, and Steve Allen, who were in attendance. Holy the second shit. sighting occurred in 1974 when he was governor of California. So, yeah, the first one, they actually, like, Lucille Ball and whoever Kitty Kelly and Steve Allen are right, saw it as well. Right. That's pretty amazing so in, stuff, man. Yeah. It is. Like, that one had confirmation that other people saw it as well. Now, he was just an actor. He wasn't a president in the know, quote-unquote. Sure. But, yeah, sure. he saw a UFO. The second one, he's he, this is a quote from him. 
I was in a plane last week. Now, he was telling this to a reporter at the time, so this is the quote. I was in a plane last week when I looked out of the window and this white light. It was zigzagging around. I went up to the pilot and said, have you seen anything like this before? He was shocked and said, nope. And I said to him, let's follow it. Let's follow it. They followed it for several minutes. It was a bright greenish white light. They followed it to Bakersfield and all of the sudden, to our utter amazement, it went straight up into the heavens. When we got off the plane, I told Nancy all about it. Dude, that is awesome. That is freaking so cool. So he actually like had it. his pilot chase a UFO. Yeah, I was just going to say he... Well, and it, at first I was just like, really? You can do that? But yeah, fuck, of course you can do that. He's a president, right? I mean... So, yeah. Well, he wasn't the president at that time, but he was the so governor just, of the oh, state look, of that's California. Right. So it was a plane, or his, still, the plane that was meant for him. But still, he could do it. He could totally yeah. do it. My God, that's so freaking awesome. Now, there was a really cool story that I read on here uh, concerning uh, Jimmy Carter and a... Uh, a dramatic UFO experience when he was running for president. So he wasn't quite president yet, but he was uh, running. It says on his way to a two-day religious conference, Connor or excuse me, Carter saw a UFO. He and his entire entourage were so disturbed by the experience that they spent the next two days discussing UFOs and extraterrestrials instead of the planned conference agenda. In his words, he says, It was the darndest thing I've ever seen. It was big. It was very bright. It changed colors. And it was about the size of the moon. We watched it for 10 minutes, but none of us could figure out what it was. One thing's for sure, I'll never make fun of people who say they've seen unidentified flying objects in the sky. Crazy. Um, he says, if I become president, I'll make every piece of information this country has about UFO sightings available to the public and scientists. So you said that this took place while he was campaigning? For Correct. Yes. He was just uh, in the process of, of running and campaigning and things of that nature. So he wasn't quite president yet, but he was damn near there. So. See, I this take place in 1969? This, um, let me look, let me look. No, 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 It does not have a date. However, it does say that in 1977, after Carter had been elected president, he tried to open all the UFO files and he was told by the heads of intelligence agencies that he as president did not, or as president, did not have a high enough security clearance uh, to even see the files. So he couldn't even look at the files. Um, but yeah, interesting stuff. But it does not have a date. So I have on one evening in 1969, two years before he became governor of Georgia, Carter was preparing to give a speech at a Lions Club meeting at about 7.15 p.m., one of the guests called in attention a strange object that was visible about 30 degrees above the horizon to the west of wow. where he was standing. Well, that sounds like it could be the same story. 
as being bright white and as being about as bright as the moon, but it doesn't say the size. It, oh, it does change colors, some blue. Yeah, this is the same one. So this is the... So it was in 1969 that he okay. actually, before he was even governor. Right. It wasn't until he talked <clears throat> about it in 1973, it looked just like. It's so freaking nuts, man. Now, I mean, it's, I don't know. But I mean, apparently it absolutely jarred him, like shook him to his very core. That's what's interesting about it. And he was willing then, you know, obviously to to speak about it. That's what makes it even more interesting to me. Um, uh, even Gerald Ford, President Gerald Ford, uh, in the firm belief that the American public deserves a better explanation than that thus given by the Air Force, I strongly recommend that there be a committee investigation of the UFO phenomenon. I think we owe it to the people to establish credibility regarding UFOs and to produce the greatest possible enlightenment on this subject uh, that was written while serving in Congress in a letter sent to Mendel Rivers, chairman of the Armed Services Committee, dated March 28th of 1966. And that was Gerald Ford. See, I, I, I don't know with 100% accuracy, but I can say that I am comfortable enough in saying that there is already that committee. Might not oh, be I public, guarantee it. I but guarantee there's already it. that committee. Right. Yeah, I would totally, totally agree with that. Uh, even then, I mean, I'm sure yeah. it was formed long before even, like, Roswell. Right. Now, here's a really, really interesting story. Now, I'm sure that we've all heard bits and pieces of this story as well, um, but uh, President Harry Truman... He, uh, he formed the highly secret group um, that everybody called MJ-12, which you know was stood for the Majestic 12. Uh, the sole purpose of the group was to investigate uh, UFOs, report their findings to the president. Now, everybody, for the most part, has heard of the Majestic 12, but Majestic 12 was established by a special executive order of President Truman on September 24th of 1947, only three months after the crash at Roswell. Um, A briefing document describing the group for incoming President Dwight D. Eisenhower was leaked and is now available to almost anybody. Uh, So, yeah, very, very cool. Um, But it does say... What's that? MJ-12, yeah. MJ-12 deserves its own show and its own Oh my god, yes. Absolutely. We could talk about MJ-12 for fucking weeks, honestly, because then here, um, and this is an actual quote then from Harry Truman, April 4th, 1950, during a White House press conference, and here it is. He says, I can assure you that flying saucers, given that they exist, are not constructed by any power on Earth. Pretty powerful words right there. Really powerful words when he cut the mustard. <laughs> yeah. Um, that's definitely something that we should touch on. In the I future. do. I like... Not only that, I like talking about uh, MJ-12, and I like that time period because there were so many weird... Um, oh, God, man. ...tests being done. Exactly. Even public and stuff like that. So. Yeah, shit that people weren't even necessarily aware. You know, I mean... 
Yeah. It's amazing stuff. It really is. And it happened right under everybody's noses. Pretty cool stuff. Now, let's uh, let's turn this over to you briefly. I want to see um, maybe a couple things that you found as well. All right. Uh, do you know who Dennis Kucinich is? Have you heard that name before? Maybe. Okay, so Dennis he is Kucinich. a former U.S. representative from Ohio. Okay. He served from 97 to 2013, but he ran as a Democratic nominee president in 2004 and 2008 okay so he actually had a ufo experience at a friend's house and this lady her name is shirley mclean is a friend of his so according to shirley mclean dennis kostinich had a ufo sighting while he was visiting her home in graham washington Hmm. she writes and then the smell of roses drew him out to my balcony where he looked up. He saw a gigantic triangular craft, silent and observing him. He Whoa. said it hovered soundless for 10 minutes or so and sped away with a speed he couldn't comprehend. Kucinich was later asked if he really did see a UFO by Tim Russert of NBC News during a debate evolving the 2008 Democratic presidential candidate hopefuls and replied I did you have to keep in mind that Johnny Jimmy Carter saw UFOs as well right so this was actually brought up as a, 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 Demo- a presidential democratic debate so I mean this was an an actual topic that they were discussing briefly I don't know if they now they didn't discuss it, it in the you know, he was asked yeah they didn't discuss it in the actual debate itself that is amazing so this guy has a he's got a cool name I don't know why or I don't know if it's cool but it's a weird name Arizona Governor Fife Symington All right. his name is Fife Fife in, two, <laughs> in 2007 Fife said that he had witnessed one of the crafts of unknown origin during the 1997 Phoenix Light event oh Phoenix wow Lights event right but noted that he didn't go public with the information in an interview with the Daily Courier and Prescott, Symington said, I am a pilot, and I know just about every machine that flies. It was bigger than anything I've ever seen. It remains a great mystery. Other people saw it. Responsible people. I don't know why people would ridicule it. Right. And then he goes on to say, it was enormous and inexplicable. Who knows where it came from? A lot of people saw it, and I saw it, too. I was... It was dramatic, and it couldn't have been flares because it was too symmetrical. I had a geometric outline, a constant shape that he saw in the sky. Damn. Now, the Phoenix Light is another big topic that we very dedicate big. a whole show to. That is a very big topic, and absolutely, I think we should. Um, I definitely think we should talk about that um, because it's huge. It's absolutely huge. And then even what followed after... The Phoenix Light stuff. Mm. When uh, was it the governor or the mayor that was poking fun? That was poking yeah. fun at it. Did a press conference and had an alien guy in an alien suit walk out and all that stuff. And it was a big, a very big, tongue in cheek type uh, thing, which he later apologized you, for. Yeah, and then actually when, said something about like believing in aliens and shit like that, which is. Yeah. 
weird. When anybody in the know, like, or not in the know, but anybody that halfway pays attention to the UFO field, think about Arizona, they think big, huge crafts right. that everybody sees. Right. That's what happens down there. Fuck. It's so crazy. Now, I don't know if you found it. You have two more. Oh, two no. more uh, political people. Okay. Uh, they're pretty quick. And then I have some celebrity ones as well. So before before you hit the celebrities, from, though, no, like, go ahead. before you hit the celebrities, I'm going to have just a couple little more things that I wanted to read off as well. And then we'll hit oh, the, the celebrities, too. So, yeah, go ahead with the other two, though. So this one comes from Canada. Montreal Mayor Dennis Cod- Cadre. I don't know if I'm pronouncing that right. A video shows Cadre in 1978 at age 15. Right now he's 51, but the video was taken at a science fair when he was 15. He explains in the video that he is an amateur astronomer or astronomer and then describes his UFO experience one night while stargazing. Wow. The object appeared out of nowhere and floated through the air, suddenly stopping in his tracks and heading back in the other direction. He said he reported the sighting to quote unquote his organization, which people think is MUFON in Canada. Oh, I see. And they determined that there was a 50% probability it was a UFO. So this was basically MUFON saying we don't know yeah, because yeah. 50% probability also means 50% <laughs> unlikely. <laughs> Improbable, yeah. So yeah, they found this video and then asked him about it. So that's interesting. I like it. And he this was fifteen. Me, he was fifteen at the time. You said he was fifteen at the time at a science fair. I don't right. know if he had. Um, it didn't say as to if what he was presenting had to do with astronomy, but that's uh, okay. what the video was about. Okay. This next one, to me seems very uh, you know the most imp- impressive one in that it was actually classified for 30 years oh wow all right so georgia senator richard b russell jr who's a democratic senator he was the chairman of the armed services committee was on the soviet tr- or yeah of the armed services committee and he witnessed this in 1955 and it was declassified in 1985. <laughs> so, he was on a Soviet train when he spotted a disc-shaped craft taking off near the tracks. He hurriedly called his military aide and interpreter to the window and they saw the UFO plus another one that appeared a minute later. What the fuck? The three observers were firmly convinced that they saw a genuine flying disc says an Air Force intelligence report dated October 14, 1955 and classified top secret at the time until 1985. Really? The Air Force Intelligence Report says Russell and his two traveling companions spotted the UFOs on October 4, 1955 while traveling by rail across Russia's Transcaucasus region. One disc ascended almost vertically at a relatively so s- slow speed and its outer surface revolving slowly to the right to an altitude of about 6,000 feet where it sped then increasingly sharply as it 
or it sped increasingly sharply as it headed north. Wow. The report states the second flying disc was seen performing the same actions about one minute later. The takeoff area was about one to two miles south of the rail line. Damn. So man. they witnessed these things taking off, and it was actually classified for 30 years. That's amazing stuff. Damn. I love hearing stories like that, though. Like actual eyewitness accounts of UFOs, especially UFOs that are, you know, obviously in flight, how they're behaving, things of that nature. I enjoy this shit. Now, do aliens still scare the shit out of me? Abso-frickin-lutely. But there is a gentleman here, um, General George C. Marshall, uh, U.S. Army Chief of Staff in World War II and also Secretary of State in 1947. Um, let's see here. He says, The United States has recovered UFOs and their occupants. The UFOs were from a different planet and they were friendly. Hmm. They have been hovering over defense facilities and airports. The U.S. authorities were convinced that they had nothing to fear and not be distracted by the visitors from space. There has actually been contact with the men in the UFOs, and there have been landings. Again, that was General George C. Marshall that said that. He's saying that they're friendly. UFOs were from a different no, planet, are and they were friendly. They've been hovering over defense facilities and airports. They're friendly. Now, here's another guy here, though. And I've actually heard of this man. Uh, he, he wrote a book called The Day After Roswell. And I honestly, I'm, I'm highly considering reaching out to this gentleman uh, to, to come onto the show and talk about this. Because here's a quote, all right, from... Uh, Colonel Philip J. Corso. Enclosed in a thick glass container, submerged in a thick light blue liquid, it was a four-foot human-shaped figure with arms, bizarre four-fingered hands. I didn't see a thumb, thin legs and feet, had an oversized uh, incandescent light bulb shaped head that looked like it was floating over a balloon gondola for a chin. What I found was an intriguing army intelligence document describing the creatures as an inhabitant of a craft that had crash-landed in Roswell, New Mexico. Very, very interesting. Very interesting stuff right there. (sighs) I don't know, man. I don't fucking know. (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I have heard of at least I'm pretty sure I've heard of the uh, the general marshal, um, uh, but anybody that makes it to general is unless they're past their prime and they're in their like senile years can right, be right pretty much given credibility for anything. I would absolutely agree. Now it's like I said before in the last episode. I think is when we were talking about some of this. I mean, a lot of guys are coming forward now. And spilling the beans about this shit. And it's more of like a deathbed confessional type thing. Sure. Um, but they're they're doing it. They're, they're coming forward. Now, do we believe them? That's the problem. Like, can we believe them? Or, as you suggested earlier, are, are, they, 
Are they in these old, feeble, senile-type years? Or is that an incident that is that just shit you don't forget? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like, could um, it just be burned into it? I mean, it's a traumatic event, no matter which way you cut it. So, I don't know. I think... I think they could be onto something here. I think, yeah, maybe they're losing it with like, you know, when to take their morning pills or some shit like that. But at the same time, this would probably, this memory or whatever would most likely be crystal clear, etched into their brain for the rest of their days. Yeah, I, I agree with you. I was just typing into Google. I was looking up real quick to see. I typed in, um, Astronaut deathbed confessionals. Oh, cool! An astronaut. One of the first ones. Yeah, one of the first ones that popped up was Moon astronaut admits on deathbed Obama could be alien. What? What? Anthony Irish Thompson, the last NASA astronaut to set foot on the moon, he's has deceased. uh, That's the weird way they put this. Has deceased yesterday. Oh, at St. Church Hospital in Chicago. Okay, so at he... the ripe old age of ninety-eight. Yeah. Before he died, the astronaut made revelations about alleged top top classified information that shocked his family, friends, and the whole NASA community. So what what is he saying here? He's he's saying that President Obama is a is a alien. Because I mean, I've heard these I've heard these stories. Barton story. I heard stories that uh, Obama was actually a, a reptilian alien, and it was something weird about like uh, the way he blinked in a certain, at a certain press conference or whatever. If you pause the video, so, just yeah, right. yeah, the reptilian thing. There, you can okay. find that stuff all right, online. Right. People pausing it in the right time. <laughs> it's now you have to amazing. trust that they didn't actually mess with it. Right, right, right. Um, so this, so he had a lung. A four-hour lung operation, oh. or a four-hour long operation where his lung was punctured and complications led to the astronaut's death. But Damn. He, was, he came out of the anesthesia and was able to speak to a few people before he passed on. And he grabbed sure. one person by the hand and held my ear next to his mouth. He then told me, this is quote, all about how Obama was not human, but a hybrid being, half human, half alien. Jesus. I never believed, this is is more of a quote, I never believed in aliens, but my dad went to the moon and worked for NASA all his life. He worked, okay, Uh, so this is a quote from his son. From his son then, yeah. I never believed in aliens, but when dad went to the moon and worked for NASA all of his life, he worked in Area 51 for more than 20 years, I don't know what to think, but I had to tell the world just in case it's true. That's interesting stuff right there. Um, so That's here's another show well, we could do. Absolutely. Well, here's another. Well, here's about. another NASA mission specialist. Uh, he says, "I am convinced, based upon my research and the individuals with whom I've had contact within." the U.S. intelligence community that the U.S. government does indeed have craft that meets the description of many UFO reports. Um, meaning that they have recovered these craft. 
and they are keeping these craft, most likely for reverse engineering type purposes, I would suggest. But this, this right here, man, this is what scares me. That whole alien hybrid thing. That's weird to think about. That's fucking weird to think about. I actually have talked about a guy on this show before that claimed to me to be an alien hybrid. Really? I won't go into it right now. We'll talk about that another time. He's actually kind of stalking me. And That's it's really sexy. bugging me now. That's sexy. Um, I, like I don't it. know if he listens to this show. You but better hope to fucking God he does. <laughs> you know what's going to happen, though? <laughs> He's going to call 913-730-7255, and he is going to reach out to us. Oh, he, he already has my personal number. Oh, that's hot. He texts me every now and then. That's amazing. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, but I want to. I want to know. I want to know first. I want to know your honest thoughts about an alien hybrid Obama. Is it even feasible at this juncture? I, I caught you off guard there, didn't I, buddy? <laughs> no, you didn't catch me off guard. It's just hard to say. I mean, part of me says that, of course. Fuck yeah, it's possible. Of course, everybody that runs the planet are alien hybrids that <laughs> just want to run everything, right? Because I do believe that that's I do believe that that's a possibility, not that it's a probability that it's a possibility. No. That being said, I I believe that there are all kinds of stuff that are hidden from us. I mean, Absolutely. the fact that a hacker 30 years ago hacked some files, maybe it was 20 years ago, I don't know the dates, I've had a little bit to drink. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> this hacker, he hacked some files in a database that had to do with, I believe it was the CIA. Sure. And what he pulled up was a list of off-planet pilots. Right. They weren't NASA pilots. No. These were off-planet pilots. That he this hacker just pulled out of thin air out of this database. So Shit. I I I think I I I know too much um possibility-wise to say that it's well, not yeah. possible. I think it's absolutely possible. Just very bizarre shit at the same time. Now, Let's let's talk celebs. Let's talk some celebs towards the end part of the show here. Let's talk some celeb alien encounters. All right. So John Lennon, a beetle. Nice. Had UFO experience. He actually had quite a few, and I just have a, a couple here. Yeah. Or one, one or two here. So this took place at a 52nd Street apartment, which was a commanding view of the East River in the sky. Now, this is just a quote from the article, so I don't know exactly which 52nd Street apartment. I'm not a big Beatles maniac, so I don't know where he lived or anything right. like that. So, the quote is, Sometime after 8.30 p.m., May, who was living with him, mm-hmm. was taking a shower while Lennon went up to the roof. After a few minutes, he began yelling for her to come up there. May rushed to the roof and found John pointing to what looked like a classic disc-shaped UFO that was silently hovering about 100 feet above them. Wow. The object seemed to change shape as it rotated and moved slowly toward the United Nations building. So this is New York. That's interesting. And out over the East River, 
before it moved away, May ran and retrieved a 35 millimeter camera no from the way. apartment. She was able to get back to the roof in time to snap a few photos. Where of the, the fuck are they? Didn't, where the fuck are those photos? I, I don't know. They weren't in the article. Wow. So after the disc moved away, Lyndon and May returned to the apartment. John made arrangements to have the film developed. Oh, this this. Oh, okay, it. here we go. <laughs> developed immediately by the photographer who was also a friend. His name was Bob Gruen. Came and picked up the film. He returned to his studio and developed the film along with two roles of his own. Gruen's film developed perfectly, but he said that Lennon's was blank. Unfortunately, what? Lennon started making sketches. Or fortunately, Lennon started making sketches of what he and May saw while he was still fresh in the mind. So you could probably find those sketches out there somewhere. I would hope so. That's freaking awesome. I like it. Good stuff, my friend. Good stuff. So, um, have you heard of a little guy named Sammy Hagar? Absolutely. (laughs) Fuck yeah, man. (laughs) He actually wrote in a book of his... He writes, I was lying in bed one night dreaming. I saw a ship and two creatures inside of this ship. I couldn't see their faces. They were connected to me, tapped into my mind through some kind of mysterious wireless connection. The singer explained that although his this happened in a dream, he knew the experience was part of something real, which with actual knowledge being transferred, Hagar... States, he loves exploring the topic so much that he could write a book devoted to it. So we should get him on the show. Oh my god! We need to talk to him about UFOs, man. All right, I'm putting you on that task because I right, I'll work on it. I'm actually good at getting a hold of people, but uh, then I got another one. I know. You know what? Actually, you get through this, and then we'll talk. We will talk about another celebrity that I'm really trying to get on this show. So go yeah. ahead. All right. So, annoying Miss Fran Drescher. Oh, I know, know her. The nanny. The nanny. Yeah, the nanny. Yeah. So she once told the Huffington Post that in separate encounters a few years before they met, she and her ex-husband both saw aliens while driving with their fathers. Quote, I think that somehow we were programmed to meet. We both have this scar. It's the exact same scar on the exact same spot. She said in an what interview. The she believes frick? it was where aliens implanted some kind of chip that programmed her to think that way. And I, I guess wow. she means to find her husband. Right. Because they're no longer together, apparently. I don't know much about her. I just found the, the chip implant part. Yeah, I don't know much about her either, but that's interesting, though. Like, uh,. A similar scar in the exact same part on two different bodies, and they had very similar experiences while driving with their father. Now I do it's have weird. to say that the husband, the ex-husband, didn't yeah. confirm it. Okay. She claims that it happened and it was real, but the husband didn't want to talk about it. So when the husband was oh. asked, all he said was he didn't know where the scar came from. Oh, all right. So he wouldn't confirm it. So she maybe she's just crazy. She, yeah, but. she could be crazy. <laughs> I'm not going to put a past her. <laughs> so my last one is a guy I have no clue who he was. Because I'm not 
I'm not a huge sports fan, and the sports I do like, I definitely don't get into basketball for whatever reason, even though I'm tall. I've never been a big Um, basketball guy anyway, but yeah, go ahead, man. But I found this one really interesting, so I included it. His name is Baron Davis. He's a former New York Knicks star. He appeared on a recent episode of the podcast, The Champs, which is a sports podcast. Sure. And rather matter-of-factly said... He'd been abducted by aliens. Oh, he flat out said that shit. Yeah. Wow. He told the host that just two weeks before the interview, during a drive from Las Vegas to L.A., he saw bright lights and ended up in a steel contraption with humanoid extraterrestrial creatures poking his nose. What the frick, Further details were a bit hazy. And the host pressed Davis on a few of the t- things on whether or not he was joking around. But the former NBA guard insisted he was being serious. Wow. As the New York Post notes, Davis promises he'll eventually release a book about his otherworldly encounter. I'm going to buy the shit out of that. That's so awesome. It may man. already be out because I believe this article was from two years ago. That's cool. Yeah, what was that gentleman's name again? He said his Baron, Baron. Davis. B-A-R-O-N okay. Davis. I will find that shit. I will find that shit. Huh. That's really cool uh, celeb stories that you have there, though. Honestly. Um, and honestly, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna give you the task of reaching out to a gentleman, uh, a former professional wrestler yeah Jesse the body venture I want I want to get him on this show and it will I'm just I I was on a show I was on a radio show um Jesus it was in Omaha Nebraska over the summer and my spot was pushed back basically so far because Jesse the body Ventura was the guest before me. Was he in studio? Or? No, he was on the damn phone. They couldn't get him off. <laughs> now, if he were in studio, I was going to basically say piss on the interview, and I was just going like, to get him on this show. You know what I'm saying? Because talking conspiracy, especially like JFK type stuff, like he's got all these books and all this shit. It's amazing. Um, well, you know, if I reach out to him, I am going to lead with the JFK stuff because I know he I did talking that. about it. And yes. we don't have to, at least in the initial contact, go into anything really crazy. And I think that would be the best. I absolutely agree. It. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Now, here's the deal then. You keep working on him. I'm going to work on him. We're going we're gonna to do this. We're going to get his ass. And Speaking be- of interviews... Yeah, um, we we've, got. We've. I want to let the the public or the the listeners know that yeah. we've kind of decided that we would like to keep it to one one a month interview. That's per how month. I feel. Absolutely. That way we don't flood you with interviews because there's some shows out there that that's all they do. I love right. talking about just topics like we did in this episode. But exactly. I don't know if you want to announce who we have in February, but I'll go ahead and announce that I booked a man named David Glidden. Yes, he's from. Springfield, Missouri. It'll be the first week of March. And he is a good friend of our friend Shane Stone from Phenomena Enema. Yeah. 
He's a he has almost the exact same outlook on the paranormal or opinions on the paranormal as I do. And he started a haunted history YouTube channel, which is so, so freaking cool. I believe cool. that's what it's called. So freaking cool. I know it's it's haunted history is the name of the show, so I'm guessing the YouTube channel is probably the same. I don't have yeah. the notes in front of me, but yeah, look for that the first week of March. That's very cool. And I will I will uh I will spill the beans next week. Not during the news show. I will spill the beans next Friday. So a week from today, I will be spilling the beans about our guest for uh, February. February guest. So it's it's a good one. It's a big one. I like it. It'll be a lot of fun having her on the program. And until then, I want you guys to uh, abuse the hell out of this phone number, man. Like, <laughs> yeah, I want you to call me, and I want you All to talk to hours me. Of I'm going to tie Josh into this as well, but right now it comes to my phone, and I'll send him whatever. I just set it up literally an hour ago. So. Like, I'm very excited about this. Again, that number is 913-730-7255, and you can reach out to us. Tell us what you want to hear, things of that nature. Of course, emailing is always awesome, too. Hey, by the way, we got a uh, another email from our good pal, Richie Nair. And, Richie, we did get your email. I'm just being a, a freaking, I don't know what I'm doing right now, a shady bastard, apparently, for not getting back to you, and I apologize for that. So, um, But I have read your email. I promise you that. Um, and absolutely considering the content as well so good stuff yet to come i know that and if you guys want to reach out to us in other ways as well do so uh ectoplasm show at gmail.com at ectoplasm show on twitter and the ectoplasm show on facebook and now the phone number as well so <laughs> i am very excited oh, wait, about that wait, wait wait before you end the show yeah let's get another take this uh, what is it Oh, I can't hear it. What is it? I turned I, I turned it down so that it wouldn't. Oh, what? Oh, I think you might be able to hear it. Now. And I just wanted to say that that Jason Cooper sounds like one fine piece of man candy. Yes, he does. I want everybody out there to try to beat the humor in that call. Dude, I <laughs> I want everybody out there to just call in with your craziest impressions. <laughs> this is gonna be now. Can you see who's calling you? I do get their phone number. Damn it! Okay, because I will say this: I ha- I, I called the number twice, and the first time that I called the number, the lady asked for my name, and I said Josh. <laughs> and then the second time I called, which is actually when I left that message. It just rang straight through. So I think okay. Google must... Uh, the first time. Yeah, they'll ask you the first time, and then it'll most likely just go through. So I think that's for... I, I, I'm guessing because I, I didn't actually hear you say Josh either Well, that's time. good because I said but it really What I'm weird. guessing is, is if, if I actually have it ring to my phone, it's like a collect call. It'll tell me who it is before I decide if I want to answer it. That's cool, though. That's cool. Oh, yeah, this is going to be so much fun, brother. Oh, my God. (laughs) Oh, it's going to be great. But anyway, so we're going to end the show. You guys have a great freaking weekend, and we will talk to you all very, very soon. 
Peace out. 